Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This episode of The Kindness Project was recorded live on Facebook during lockdown, which explains why we're probably still talking about being stuck indoors. I hope you're enjoying your time outside to the fullest, and thanks for listening to The Kindness Project. Kindness Project, we talk about pirate rebellion, upcoming interviews, bad advice. Oh, you're going to just brush your hair in the middle of a podcast. That's amazing. Yep, that's um, so... So, um, a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Um, number one is um, just... Is it me? or And again, if you're listening to this on the audio version, this is probably going to be months too late. But is it me or are we sort of slowly easing back to normal? No, I want to go back to bed. <laughs> well, right, well, forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Just, and I also just wanna... like a couple more hours. No, no, too late. We're we're up doing the podcast now. Yeah. Um. So that's definitely not happening. Um. Uh, um. Oh, you. you no, thank you, you so much. Listen, listen, listen. We have got a pirate rebellion on our hands, where Sophie's going to take over the podcast. I think. Um. um oh, I, I, you know what? You never know what eight-year-olds are going to do, but. When you say Pirate Rebellion and they get an idea, it's probably... No, no, stop whacking me with a, with a fake, no, fake self. Um, I, always, I always get worried. They, this is... Right, stop whacking me with a fake self. Um, I'm always... You know, you know what? We should, maybe we should have this as a bit of an accountability tool. Like when, when, the, when we start talking about subjects way too much, like, for, for example, games or movies or something like that Sophie comes along and, and says right sort your life out come and talk about something new however about something new she might have to upgrade from the foam one to the wood one in my bedroom don't get the wood one in the bedroom um, <laughs> however for today what I want to do is talk about the question of the podcast which is what's the question <laughs> alright what's, what's the worst piece of advice you've ever had what do you reckon? What do you reckon the worst piece of advice you've ever had just is? Just do it. Just do it. That's what? Charlotte's worst piece of advice. You, ah. you love that piece of advice, do don't it. you? If you really want to do it that bad, just do it. There's nothing that can stop you if you've got enough determination and gumption. I like that. I like that. But when you say just do it when you're out with mummy shopping, oh, I really want to buy that. Just do it. Oh, I really want to. Maybe you should have some moderation when it comes to some things and an ethos of just do it when it comes to other things. But it makes her happy. Not doing it. Right. I could, we could, if this was my financial planning podcast, we'll have a different conversation about this. But buying stuff doesn't actually make you that happy for that long. I know. I was listening to your spiel yesterday morning. Spiel? How dare you? <laughs> um, so, um, yes, I meant spiel. Spiel. Um, but apparently, the uh, the stuff that I've spent years learning is spiel. Thanks for that. Spiel. Um, so, um, yeah. Are we going to talk about the interview we did yesterday afternoon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to talk about it, but I guess... Uh, so we did an interview yesterday. We were going to start releasing it today, but we've decided to uh, release it Wednesday and Friday in two parts because that way there'll be less of a wait between the two sections. Of the and it was a really good interview. Mm-hmm. It was it was with the guys from Kindness.org yes. who... Um, sent you that book. Sent, sent me that amazing book that I read. Um, we interviewed them about all aspects of kindness 
this. They're an organisation that does research into um, why we should be kinder in our lives. Mm -hmm. And certainly, um, I loved it. I loved speaking to Jacqueline and Melissa. Yeah. Um, and I know you did too, didn't you? Yep. So, so that's that's coming Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, I mean, we did ask the question of the podcast, and for the first time ever um, on an interview, we had four different Muppets, didn't we? Not yeah. not the guests and us. I was talking about the the um, what answer to what yeah. your favourite Muppet question was different. So, so and yeah, there was me like afterwards trying to keep the structure, and you were like. Your Muppet explains everything. You know what? I, I think there is a um, there is a validity into having a Muppet-based personality test where your Muppet tells you a bit about um, tells you a bit about who you are. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. Maybe that's why your favourite is Animal. He's wild and mildly unorganised. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really organised, thank you. Um, That's why I said mildly unorganised. Mildly. Um, okay. knows how to drum effectively. Okay, so where can people get in touch with well, us? Okay, so if you're currently watching this, you're on our Facebook, and I did figure out how to share it, but it did, does share our Facebook page. So don't worry, if you're watching this, no, no matter where you're watching this, you can see it on our Facebook. But if you're not, if you try to the kindest project podcast in the Facebook bar... We count the top one, and the the little logo is there. So if you're listening to this, um, the little logo will be able to be seen on your screens. I think. Um, <laughs> I have no not idea. A, not on the not on an audio podcast, surely. No, no, but you know when you listen to that thing and it shows. There you might like, be somebody out for a run who's like looking at their screens right now and going, "What? What is Charlotte no, talking no, about?" No, no, not like you know when you what, listen to a podcast and it shows you like the the logo. You know what? No, never mind. I'm not going to try and explain it. It's just where the phone is for the Yeah. So, anyway, you can, um, you can uh, find us all over the show, www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. Um, Google The Kindness Project. We have come up top now, I think. I think so. Yeah. We have for a little we have, while. We have, for, we have for ages. Um, and, um, yeah, loads of different places you can find all of our podcast yes. interviews. Website's got all of the previous stories interviews you can find us on you can find, it's been two and a half years does that count as a story i don't know um you can find us on itunes and spotify and your wherever you get your podcasts all of that sort of stuff but the bit we're interested in is your my answer <laughs> not my space yeah the bit, the the bit, the bit we're really lacking comments on is uh, Frenchery United. We don't get any comments no. on Frenchery United anymore for some reason. Um, the bit that we, um, the bit that we really want to know is the answer to the question of today's podcast. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever received? So I know, I know what the worst piece of advice you've ever given is, which is just do it when mummy's shopping um but what's the worst piece of advice you've ever received don't know don't know don't know have you ever had any bad advice i I don't think so i just saying that you probably only know it's bad advice when you've taken that advice on board used it and it hasn't worked in your life right yeah how do you make that judgment between good and bad advice i don't know i mean it's just kind of like if i think something is bad advice i just I'll go and look for more advice and forget the advice I've been, the bad advice ah, I've been given. but then the challenge is, if it's good advice, but you don't like it, 
Ed, Ed, you know that you're. Well, if it's good advice, I can be, you know. But if it's if it's clear, it's bad advice. Well, like don't jump, like jump off a cliff, or yeah, stick your head in yeah. the oven, or, yeah. or whatever. That. Yeah. You know what my mum used to say to me? She went, "Oh, if like if you if if your friend would jump off a cliff, would you follow him as well? You know that sort of thing. Like don't follow your friends in everything they're doing. Clearly, you wouldn't, would you? No, but then. Do you remember that episode of, of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where it was like, if um, oh, I think Jake was talking to the captain and he was like, so if Rosa jumped off a cliff, would would you want me to jump off a cliff? And the captain's like, yes, because she'd have planned it out and she'd be fine. So you'd just do the same thing. Where it's like, okay, sometimes people know what they're doing, so maybe it's not terrible to follow them. Yeah. Life advice from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, you know, maybe we should get all our life advice from uh, sitcoms, eh? Maybe we should... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'll re-watch The Office and start managing like David Brent. Shall I do that? It was just an example. Oh, okay. Jesus, Fair nice. Okay. Should we move on yes. to David Ford's um, Silver Linings? Yes. yes, 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 yes. Silver Linings for yesterday. Today's Silver Linings is all about poems. A well-written poem, whether it rhymes or not, can have a huge impact on how we think and feel. Here's a couple I found over the last few days that certainly made me think. Okay. What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw, so it finally focuses us to grow. Oh, I think that's supposed to say forces. Okay. They finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awaking us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change, declare change, work for change, become the change. A year we finally band together, instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't cancelled, but rather the most important year of them all. I love that. And one of, one of the big things about that is um, that... And we had this conversation with the guys from Kindness.org yesterday, didn't we? Mm-hmm. That desire... That, pushed together as opposed to apart and there are some forces in the world that are trying to push us apart there's no doubt in that um and there are some people who believe the world is a worse place and believe that we need to fight each other to to get anything achieved i don't believe that i believe i believe that actually working together is always going to be better than than trying to fight because let's be honest and, and if we were having a conversation, you talk about advice. If you don't like, trust, and respect the respect the person who's trying to explain their point of view, how likely are you to? Very unlikely. I haven't finished the question yet. Take their advice. How unlikely are you to eat a cheese sandwich? What was the answer? <laughs> Very unlikely. I, Very don't, unlikely. I don't like plain cheese sandwiches. All right. Pickle. Uh... Cucumber. <laughs> Okay, let me, an oyster. I know you like oysters, <laughs> but but that but that sense of you know working together is something we we need to to get a bit closer to. And despite what we hear on the news, there are. I mean, I've seen amazing examples of kindness during lockdown. And it's been brilliant. Is is that poem one you want to read aloud? It is. You have open oh, I'll, I'll wait for you to do the next one. The next one is called When This Is Over. When this is over, may we never again take for granted. A handshake with a stranger, full shelves at the store, conversations with neighbours, a crowded theatre, Friday night out, the waste of 
the taste of communion, a routine checkup, the school rush each morning, coffee with a friend, the stadium roaring, each deep breath, a boring Tuesday, life itself. When this ends, may we find that we have become more like the people we wanted to be, who were called to be, we hope to be, and may we stay that way, better for each other because of the worst. Um, so that, I mean, before, before you... Mention the other news. The one that I've been thinking about um, quite a lot is uh, an old classic that we talked about the other mm. day. Because we both quite like poetry, don't we? Yes. And do you remember that? Uh, have we talked about it in the podcast the before? Spoken word the, poetry. The, the no. poetry jam at Comic Garden. That was amazing, wasn't it? We have to do another one. Yeah. You have to get involved this time, though. I will. I'm going to stand up and yeah. do some poetry. But my my one of my fa- all-time favourite poems, and I think one that's pertinent for now, is a poem called If by Rudyard Kipling. Um, if you can keep your head when all around you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowance for their doubting too, if you can wait and not be tired of waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise, no fear of that. If you can make dream but not make dream, if you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can make Meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on where there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything in it, which and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Clearly that end doesn't work when I'm talking to you. You will be a woman, my daughter. <laughs> but that I love. That that is probably one of my favourite poems, apart from the quite depressing World War One poetry like, I like, like Wilfred Owen, but probably not appropriate for the kindness project. Um, I thought you were going to mention the poem about the man who was drowning when you said depressing. I was like... Uh, Spike Milligan. Spike Milligan is always welcome on the Kindness Project. We might we might bring a bit of Spike Milligan poetry into our lives uh, in a in a future edition. Do you want to carry on? With um, that yeah, you just, you just interrupted me with your Sorry. own poem. I'm just <laughs> not miffed. No. Sorry. Okay. Sub question of the po- podcast. What's your favourite poem? That nice. might be our next question of the podcast. Okay. The roaming poet. Oh, I've just been. Oh, sorry. The the monitor. The yeah. the podcast monitors come along. Go on. The Rhyming Poets have launched Telepoem Tuesday to encourage people to share a poem with someone else over the phone. The, chari- the charity Save the Children is releasing poems written by children as we approach three months since the pandemic was officially announced. Uh, there's today's one as well, but have we got time for today's one? Dad? 
you're supposed oh, to... Oh, sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just seeing a, a little, um, a little clip from somebody I used to, I used to know. Hello, Brian. No, Thanks so for funny, making a, a comment. I, I do remember know. you actually. I hope you're doing well. Um, uh, but yeah. So Dave Falls don't silver lining. Yes, you want to carry yes, on? Yes, yes. Uh, Kenton Lee, founder of Because International, an organisation dedicated to the idea of changing the world through. Pat- practical compassion has invented the shoe that grows it's made from hard wearing material and can expand by up to five sizes children in the poorest parts of the world often don't have footwear and this is changing their lives love it vienna is set to reward those who get around the city on so, foot sorry can we just give them a bit of a shout out because that idea is amazing yeah right so if you're watching mate can we try and get the guys from because international on the podcast should we do that yep okay Vienna is set to reward those who get around the city on foot by bicycle or by public transport instead of using their cars. The Australian... Austrian. <laughs> Australian uh, capital. You're, um... I think you're uh, confusing Strudel with uh, didgeridoos. <laughs> <laughs> you're confusing boomerangs with uh, baked goods. Sorry, I don't know what, what, the, what the Austrians famous for. I don't know. The Austrian capital is trialling a smartphone app that uses motion tracking to measure the distance covered and the CO2 saving made. Yeah. When users have saved 20 kilograms of CO2, the equivalent of about two weeks of walking, cycling or using public transport, they receive one culture token on my saxophone. <laughs> uh, that's it. We're done. Tokens can be exchanged for free tickets to cultural venues. Oh, it does say that. That, yeah. that is... Uh, I really like the idea of... Um, particularly cities rewarding people for um, more ethical environmental behaviour. Yes. Really uh, good. Yes. Topics of conversation for today, because this is where I usually slot topics of conversation. Is it? Yeah. Well, we've done poetry. We've done yeah. the question of the podcast. Uh-huh. We've done um, uh, pirates. We've yeah. done um, um Quite a lot of stuff. So should we quite come on the show? What news have you got? So just brushing it off. Okay. <laughs> I'm not brushing it off. I'm not brushing it off. Okay. Unemployed single women are saving fish and making money by farming sea sponges. You you've picked my conversation topic because I was going to talk about unemployed fisherwoman saving fish. Of by... course you I were. I was. I was. Of course you were. Pinched it. Go no. On, carry on. No. Uh, okay. In an area categorised by poverty, overexploitation of sea resources, and higher rates of unemployment, these women from Zanzibar. <gasps> that was my topic. It was going to be Zanzibar. Sorry, come. <laughs> oh, what if you're a podcast listener? What you can't see. Your annoyance is, never does cease. Uh, <laughs> what you can't see is. Um, so Charlotte doing like a two-minute meditation just to calm down because I'm being a bit lively. Um, carry on, Charlotte. There's no structure with you, is there? <laughs> we never had things in an orderly fashion. <laughs> God, sorry. Let's get let's get older. Let's yep. get older. No, all right, I'm ready. Yep. These women from Zanzibar are beginning to farm sea sponges as a more reliable source of income. Did you say sea sponge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sea sponges, come. Organised by Marine Cultures, a small Zanzibar-focused non-profit headquartered in Zurich, three to four sea sponge farm- farms are being launched every year to help unemployed and single mothers support their families. Right. Historically relying on seaweed for income, the people of Jambiani 
I hope I'm pronouncing that right, I'm so sorry, have been unable to rely on the trade because of disruptions in production from diseases and pests and the crops. <laughs> yeah, the crops, go on. <laughs> the crops low market price worth worldwide. Marine culture's Christian... Vatilaus, I'm going to assume that's right, I'm so sorry, recently detailed how sponge farming became the primary idea for saving the livelihoods of these seaweed farmers in an article published in Panorama, a platform hosted by the International Union for the Conservation of Nature, IUCN, for non-profits and other organisations to host solutions that benefit the natural world. Yeah, you know what, we've seen a lot of that, I think. What we've seen is a lot of... Um, uh, businesses around the world uh, and I'm, I'm less keen on this phrase but I think it's one of those things where you uh, when it comes to stuff like this it's changing people's lives pivoting because of what's happening in the markets in 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 some areas so you can't sell seaweed anymore all right the silver sponges since the sponge farming operation was slow to get off the ground, marine cultures also started coral farming from the international aquarium trade in 2014. Vetelaus says that aquaculture practices such as sea sponge farming is like land-based agriculture where years of experience and trial and error are key to shape the best practices. Love it. Uh, sponge fish farming 2020. Here we go. A marine culture update published in February 2020, says the sponge farming operations are going well. The older sponge farms, managed by some of the Jambiani women, are producing more sponges these days than in previous years, as ecological conditions improve and knowledge is shared among participants. Love it. One thing I've heard, though, is that um, uh, any of the sponge farmers have got to wear um, a particular uniform. Have you heard this? Like there's a big sign when you walk into the place that says Sponge Farm Square Pants. Is that? Is that is that right? Is that right? No, I, I've got I've got to I've got to make up my own bad jokes just so that your bad joke at the end doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> Next. George, <laughs> you want to do do you need two seconds of meditation? Yeah, done, done. Principal rallies his community to serve ten thousand. <laughs> to serve 10,000 cooked meals to seniors during 40 days of COVID crisis in India. A union territory in India with lovely beaches and serene streets is one of the most attractive weekend destinations for busy folks in southern India. While normally offering a mil... Sorry, what's that word? Like? Melange? Um, yeah, melange. Like culture and heritage. Put a choose... Pudded cherries that's currently deserted beaches are sufficient to indicate the magnitude of the COVID-19 crisis here. But one man has taken to heart the idea that a crisis provides the opportunity for us to do things we could not do before. I think it's fair to say, yeah. The phrase has proved absolutely true for me, said Sarsi Kanta Dash, PhD, who has recently completed 40 days of food distribution to the elderly. Oh, I hate when that's that. Principle of... Tagore Government Arts and Science College in Pondicherry. He has been serving hot meals to those confined in their homes during the local lockdowns which started in March. It had been my dream to give back to society and the nation. My soul guided me to take the first step. 
I took the initiative of channelising the positive energy of the local people and started with feeding 250 people on one day. We didn't know the extent of the lockdown when it was announced for the first time on March 24th, but the immense satisfaction at the end of the first day catalyzed the action for the future. Love it. Absolutely love it. And how many people has he fed so far? Uh, 10,000. 10,000 people so far. Over 40 days. Amazing stuff. Millions of COVID cases and deaths averted thanks to lockdowns, one of humanity's greatest achievements. Right, so... Just to talk about this, you're doing um, you're doing some writing at the minute on a yes, on a piece that I you're working on. Oh uh, right, okay. Um, um, well now now you've got to finish it. Now, I mentioned it on the podcast. Now you've mentioned um, it. That so. might have, that might have been my motivation just to give you a little nudge to finish it. Um, uh, I wasn't going to talk about it because I've been having a hard time focusing on it. Thank you very much. <laughs> you get there. Well, you will now. Um, uh, but the reality of it is even though the pandemic's um uh, a bit a bit of a challenge yes um actually this pandemic has been the one that we've coped with the best oh, yeah, the one i'm currently in the middle of writing about is uh the antonine plague um which effectively helped the i like the sequel the entertain plague do you need two, two seconds, I need two seconds. <laughs> i'll give you two seconds basically helped it was basically a catalyst for the breakdown of the roman empire so like it literally caused a whole in a way it caused the whole nation to kind of break down and it spread didn't it and it spread throughout the whole empire it so, killed like a third of the roman legion the first so, time it came around so just get ready for that two seconds meditation again <sighs> um that are you saying that pandemic was um roaming all around the place <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds. Do you need your two seconds? My nose is really blocked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, need right. your two seconds, but my nose is clogged. I'm just. I, 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 it's Friday's Punday, isn't it? Friday's got to be a Punday. Is that a no? Do you need two no. seconds again? That's a no. I'll tell you what, people listening to the audio version of this podcast are just going to go in. see my frustration right I, now. They're just going to go. Sorry, if they just cut out and stop for two seconds again. Well, who's, who's that heavy breathing? I thought this was meant to be a podcast sharing good stories in the world, but, um, yes, but all I can hear is that. Your puns are very stressful <laughs> when I'm what? trying to Sorry. keep the Sorry, why is a pun stressful? I don't know, it's just very, like, you know, I don't know, it's just... Because it, it puts you off a bit. It puts me off. That's the idea. And I'm trying to you keep the structure. You do that. I'm getting you back for all those bad jokes at the end of every single podcast. I've got another one for you later. So just... Yeah, yeah, okay, fine. So that is... Um, that is the story. You haven't told the story. I haven't yet, told have the story. Let's get yet. back on track. Tell us the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so done with this. <laughs> Despite the novel coronavirus outbreaks delivering countless blows to global economies, <laughs> two different teams of researchers have published studies praising international and local governments for preventing additional infections and millions of deaths. This week, scientists from Imperial College London and University of California, Berkeley, both published studies on the impact of the emergency health measures across 17 different countries. Although the teams used different methods of calculations for their research, they both came to similar conclusions. 
Millions of lives have been saved thanks to large-scale intervention during the pandemic. According to the Imperial study, European lockdowns helped prevent more than 3.1 million deaths. The Berkeley study, which examined infection rates and lockdown measures in China, South Korea, Italy, Iran, France and the US, found that local and international interventions prevented more than 350... 530 million cases. You've really thrown me off, so it's not great. Both these studies were published in Nature. Furthermore, the continuation of these policies beyond the study period have likely avoided many millions more infections, says Solomon Hassang, director of Berkeley's Global Policy Laboratory and lead author of the Berkeley study. You know what? It's interesting because I think there will be <clears throat> time for analysis of um, whether... Ah! Um, uh, whether we were uh, too early, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, too late to make sure that we were um, putting in play measures to cut the deaths, um, but certainly taking bold action across the world. Some countries have done it better than others. Has been really important. We have a comment. Uh, Russell Dames, the esteemed producer of this show, says, Have you been on the coffee? Low, low. <laughs> anyway. Have you been on the coffee? Low, low. <laughs> anyway, can we have the answers to the question of the podcast, yep. please? So we didn't get any on Twitter, but that's low, fine low. because um, I can't close that because it's got my. Drink. So the answer to the question uh, we've had is what's the worst piece of advice you'd, you'd ever been given? Steve Dan said, have another drink, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, John Cook said, support your local team. I'm assuming he means where Stan. <laughs> Stephen Stewart means, uh, said, the family court will sort it out and be fair. Roberta White said, go to Spain, you'll love it there. Um, Jacqueline Hall, and I, I, I agree with Jacqueline in particular on this, uh, the advice she was giving, given is don't set your sights too high. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Um, uh, Ball says, let's send your daughter to your old school. It'll be fine. Mandy Medlock's worst advice was, one more drink won't do any harm. Trev Robinson said, I haven't had a bad piece of advice, but it's been the advice that I didn't take that's been more of the issue. That was interesting. Jeremy Squibb said, buy a Bitcoin now. Um, and then he's posted a graph which looks quite like a roller coaster over the last <laughs> 10 years um amanda smead said things the worst piece of advice she's ever received is things that come to those who wait worst advice ever if you wait too long the things you want are gone Defo. i think that's that phrase things comes to those who wait is a very poor piece of advice mm-hmm. um so there's some really there's some really bad advice um we are ending another episode of the kindness project definitely tune in next week for our um kindness.org specials that will be on wednesday and friday and we've got the interviews with the guys uh jacqueline and melissa from kindness.org um they'll be really good and on that should we say goodbye no oh <laughs> okay i've got a joke that's why we're not saying goodbye yet Go on. you don't appreciate my jokes as much as you appreciate my jokes your jokes are fine when well, i'm not trying to focus <laughs> Got him. why can't you trust doc- duck doctors because they're quackers do you want to try another one it actually says because they're all quacks oh, you know try one more try one more
What do you call shoes made of banana peels? Slippers. I no. read that one. Damn it! One more, one more, one more. What do you call a bear with no teeth? Don't know. A gummy bear. <laughs> <sighs> I need two seconds. I need two seconds. Ends podcast with wild snickering and deep breathing. <laughs> and, and on that note, my friends, have a lovely weekend. We'll see you next time on the Kindness Project. Toodles!